This is The Adam Ritz Show, a public affairs talk show touching on community, health, foundations, and more. The Adam Ritz Show is underwritten by Vibonomics, an audio out-of-home advertising marketplace and audio experience company. Info at Vibonomics.com. And now, from the Vibonomics studios, please welcome your public affairs radio host, Adam Ritz. Welcome to the show. My name is Adam Ritz, and Jay Baker's on the phone with me. Jay, have you seen the uh, the footage uh, and the coverage of what's happening to the island of Maui in Hawaii with these wildfires? It is uh, a scene of incredible devastation, and uh, usually with most disasters, we're so used to uh, you know being able to tell everyone get out of harm's way, but this. Uh, this fire has already killed 36 people, so it's it's just a, a horrible tragedy. It is uh, really horrifying uh, in the footage. You know, I've heard about wildfires uh, for the last several decades, and most recently the one in Canada where uh, all the smoke and the uh, air quality problems we had here in the Midwest and through New York. Um, in a wide-open space, there seems to be less claustrophobia with a wildfire, uh, easier evacuation, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Yes. In a tight, confined space like a small island, uh, it is, I don't know if you can really quantify how much more terrifying it is. Uh, And I didn't really get it until I saw some of the footage. There's a a video of three or four guys in a car trying to uh, evacuate, and it looks like they are inside an oven. It is unbelievable. Yes. Yeah, the uh, fires are moving at such a fast rate that it's difficult for firefighters and um, you know citizens to get out of harm's way. So it, it is, it's absolutely catastrophic. In fact, the government, which I don't know. We got to be so careful. Everything's so political, but the government tends to drag its feet. To their credit, this afternoon they did declare Hawaii a disaster area, so that will clear the way for federal aid to help those in need in Maui. Well, I, along those governmental lines, the governor of Hawaii has also directed um, donors because everybody's asking, "How can we help? How can we give?" Uh, the governor of Hawaii is directing donors to the Hawaii Community Foundation. Uh, and we're going to give you some resources here if you'd like to get involved and help out. Uh, again, you can search out all these for yourself online. We'll put a couple of links on our website, adamritzshow.com, in the uh, liner notes of this episode. Uh, but you can always go to GoFundMe. Just a little side note, make sure the GoFundMe accounts you're giving to are verified fundraisers. Uh, and the GoFundMe uh, homepage has ideas on how to you know check to make sure the fundraiser you're getting yes. to is a verified fundraiser. Uh, I found this interesting. Shoppers in Hawaii, uh, and I'm not a big uh, geography guy. I don't know exactly how many islands are involved, but you know you've got uh, the Big Island, Hawaii. There's uh, Oahu, and uh, I I can't even think of the other. There's like seven or eight main islands, and then right, there's another. I mean, it's almost like small moons. There's just tiny little. Are there, are there like 15, 20 islands involved here in the state of Hawaii? Yeah, yeah uh, we're talking about multiple islands. So uh, shoppers in the entire state, which is multiple islands, can make donations uh, at their nearest Foodland, which is a grocery store chain. 
uh, accepting donations right there at the checkout to support the American Red Cross. Uh, outside of Hawaii, the American Red Cross is a great organization. Um, and here's one we found, the, the Maui Mutual Aid Fund is uh, accepting donations to support Maui families, elderly residents, people with disabilities, and those with limited or no insurance. And then uh, another great one would be the Aloha United Way, uh, Honolulu-based, I'm I'm sorry, Honolulu, I forgot a syllable in there, based nonprofit organization. Uh, It's created the Maui Relief Fund that will go directly toward efforts supporting victims of the fires. So if you'd like to get involved, there are plenty of resources. Again, we'll have some links on our website, adamritzshow.com. And, you know, just a few bucks can help because if uh, there's 340 million people in America, uh, if most of us gave just a few bucks, there'd be a lot of good that could come out of that with this disaster. It is unbelievable if you really uh, have been living under a rock and didn't really know about this or just heard about this uh, wildfire situation this weekend. be aware. If you see some footage, it, it's uh, uh, viewer beware. I mean, it is PG thirteen. There are yeah, it is devastating. Well, as you said, you know, you have a confined space, and you have these fires that are raging out of control. And you know, this isn't the same thing as a wildfire. But I thought the scariest thing that came out of remember when uh, Mount Saint Helens erupted in the American Northwest. And it was the first major volcano in North America that had actually physically erupted. Mm -hmm. And they were talking about that the lava, once it starts flowing, can flow at speeds up to 70 miles per hour. (laughs) So that should tell you, A, on foot you're in trouble, but B, even in a motor vehicle, you're at great risk. So I think that similar situation is happening here is the fires are moving so rapidly that it's overcoming people's ability to even get out of the way. And that's frightening. Well, and there were hurricane force winds that fueled the fire and then, like you said, moved the fire quickly. Uh, Heard reports of people, you know, couldn't go anywhere. So they just jumped into the ocean to escape the fire. Uh, it is uh, it is unbelievable. So uh, we wish all of our friends, uh, family uh, in Hawaii, in Maui, Lahaina, uh, the best of luck. Our prayers are with you. Our thoughts and love are sending your way. Uh, and if anybody would like to get involved uh, with the American Red Cross or the Maui Mutual Aid Fund or the Maui Relief Fund, you can find all those, searching them out, or look at the links on our website, adamritzshow.com. Okay, on to... Other topics, hopefully uh, we can bring a smile to your face. We don't want to do all uh, doom and gloom and disaster, but uh, boy, when something like this happens, we got to pull together and help people out. Yeah, I, I really do feel that as well. And America is a very giving country. We're very fortunate, and we help our own. Now, uh, you probably know this, but home prices are up once again across the country Uh, It increased uh, 0.8% in June after a long slowdown. Prices hit record levels in about 60% of major housing markets in the United States. And annual price growth overall has been highest in the Midwest, the Northeast United States, and uh, some areas, this is interesting, specifically, and who knows why these areas Uh, got an extra boost in their housing markets, but Hartford, Connecticut, Seattle, and San Jose, California, all 
are up appreciably in real estate prices. Okay, so we're talking uh, real estate increase. We're not talking um, mortgage rates, correct? No. So, yeah, I've been uh, passively looking in, at the home market, and uh, I am I've been outpriced not because of the price of the home, but because of the the interest rates. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Yeah. Well, that's obviously why uh, people far smarter in economics than I will point out certainly that things like interest rates directly affect uh, the uh, financial well-being of the United States. And, you know, you're absolutely correct. There's so many different factors here that are involved in our real estate markets. And it's good that real estate is going up. But bad if it goes up and then people can't afford to buy homes. So yeah, it's a, it's sort of a circular issue. So what Absolutely. you're what you're telling me here is, you know, I can't really afford uh, the homes I'm looking at here in the Midwest. You're telling me I really can't afford to move to San Jose. Yeah, that San Jose move is kind of out of the question right now. Out of the question. The worst thing that could happen to me right now is for a radio station in San Jose to offer me a job. I ain't coming. Unless I can work remote yeah. from Des Moines. <laughs> yes. A, a little bit uh, more affordable location, please. And with that, more than half of Generation Z says renting a home is the better option than buying. So this would be a real estate uh, group that you would think, hey, Gen Z people start buying homes but uh, overall, a very large percentage of renters said that renting is the best way to go. Uh, they ask about 2,000 multifamily renters under 55 with incomes in the, up to $200,000. And two-thirds said that they're satisfied with continuing to rent. Uh, most people said that renting is the reason uh, that they have the flexibility that they have and that they can live in neighborhoods that they otherwise would not be able to afford. The, you know, for young people looking ahead down the road in the future, how are they going to afford not only a house, but just to live, to buy things, well, to purchase things? I, you know, the the annual increase of uh, your salary uh, should be about 3% on the low end to match inflation. Well, it just seems like inflation is is outpacing 3% by a light year. Uh, here's yes. a great example. A friend of uh, both of ours uh, recently, um, <laughs> it's such a great story. We'll call him Johnny Mac. Uh, okay. He's one of our uh, top sales reps here in the radio uh, at the Radio Ranch. He uh, got free tickets recently, free from a friend to go see Taylor Swift in Los Angeles. Hmm. And who's going to turn those tickets down? Have you heard how much Taylor Swift tickets are? Well, not only are they exorbitantly expensive, the demand is so high that if you were offered them and turned it down, you would be kind of a chump if it, you think about it. It was a no-brainer for uh, this gentleman to buy three plane tickets for him, his wife, and his 17-year-old daughter. Uh, the hotel, everything, to fly to L.A. to see Taylor Swift for free. Uh, and just to put it in perspective, if you don't know how much your tickets are going for, uh, I, I mean, like one one seat, a bad seat, is fifteen hundred bucks. People yes. are paying five, seven, nine thousand dollars a ticket to go see Taylor Swift. It, it is unbelievable. 
So well, you're absolutely correct about that. They're expensive on the, what we call the primary market when you're buying them from the promoter and the venue. And then what happens is because there is such a brisk and competitive resale market, mm-hmm. that's where you're seeing these prices you're talking about, where a floor seat might run as much as twelve to $15,000. So, so, and I just read too that she's selling, um, and I hate to blame it on her, the, the tour is selling what they call listen-only seats for $700. Hmm. So these seats, you know, in our day, they called it obstructed view. And that's where right. like the pillar of the stadium was in front of the seat. So you could still kind of, you know, torque your neck and see the stage a little bit. Uh, <laughs> she's selling listening only seats. They're not obstructed view. There is no view. You can only right. hear the show. It's like you're you're in a room. <laughs> you're in a room with a. <laughs> they don't even bring in a flat panel for you to see it. All you can you can just hear it. And those seats are seven hundred dollars. So anyway, uh, wow. Johnny is at the show uh, in L. A. Uh, the the tickets that his friend got him were sweet passes. So when oh. he thought, oh my gosh, this is even better. I'm going to have sweet passes at SoFi Stadium where the Rams play to see Taylor Swift. Well, for those of you, uh, me included, not that. Uh, you know, knowledgeable about the suites at a at a football stadium. Uh, there's not much seating. It is generally uh, you can fit. Let's just say uh, you can fit a hundred people in the suite, and there's only 25 seats on the outside right. of the glass window to sit and watch the football game. The other 75 people are in the suite eating free hot dogs and wings and. Um, drinking and beer talking nonsense. And, and talking about how important their lives are and trying to swing deals and hey you know can you connect with me on LinkedIn I'll send you my proposal um, so he's in this suite with 150 people jam packed like sardines they couldn't even see the glass to look wow. out of to see the stage so he looks at his wife and daughter and he gets online and he buys three tickets Right then and there, they were twelve hundred dollars each. And there you go. so his his trip to see Taylor Swift for free cost about six grand. <laughs> wow. <laughs> anyway, I, the whole reason I bring this up is because of what we're talking about, what you mentioned about the uh, interest rates, housing market, the prices are going up. Gen, half a Gen Z would rather rent. You know, his daughter's seventeen. when she's twenty seven and making a good living, how is she going to afford to even rent, let alone move out or even go to a movie? I mean, movies are going to be Absolutely. 50 bucks by then. It's just crazy to me, the prices and how fast inflation is moving. Um, and I just don't know if uh, salaries are keeping up with it. Uh, you and I yeah. are in the in the lower downhill on this thing we call life, and I'm kind of <laughs> glad about it because, you know, if I want to go see a concert, I'll go. I'll get my lawn chair and go to the uh, park where they have the summer concert series for free. <laughs> well, I'm with you. I I actually kind of feel a little bit for younger uh, people because, as you said, they're going to have a lot of financial pressure on them to uh you know have the kind of lifestyle that they want and i think like you just pointed out and and i think you know you didn't say this but you know in our age group we got to goof off a little bit and then later in life you'd find something you'd really get into it maybe you'd help a friend uh with their business or you'd get a tip from somebody hey here's something you should get into 
Uh, I worked for uh, several years when I got downsized initially in radio. I worked in the alarm and closed circuit TV world. I didn't know I'd like it, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, but see, I was able to be kind of a goof and then find that later in life. And I, I think today's kids almost have to get into the starting blocks. And the second they turn 21, have to race to the finish, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's a, here's how I'll break down finances. Um, when I was 15, in 1985, one of the most popular bands was Motley Crue. And I went to a stadium show, well, it was a, an arena, to see Motley Crue, and I bought the ticket myself. And I was in the third row, in the middle of this show. And I bought the ticket with the lawnmower money that I made from mowing lawns. <laughs> today, a 15-year-old today that wants to go see Taylor Swift, one of the most popular acts in the world, that wants to sit third row, there's there's no universe where a 15-year-old could mow enough lawns to pay for that $12,000 ticket. We have found that statistically <laughs> that many lawns do not exist. There's Statistically, there's not that many blades of grass on you Earth. You would have to cut every lawn on the planet. It would take you take you over 70 years to do it and you'd still be a hundred dollars short <laughs> and you couldn't afford concessions no. once you got there oh my goodness that's funny uh well here's something that can help if you're trying to see taylor swift uh the largest jackpot in mega millions history was sold in florida the ticket for the largest jackpot i'm getting ahead of myself but mega millions went to an extremely high amount just a little bit over 1.58 billion with a b one ticket was purchased it was sold inside a public supermarket in neptune beach florida it's the largest mega millions prize ever uh 1.58 billion dollars can you imagine i've always said to myself can you imagine see to me uh, buying lottery tickets is very abstract i think the realist in you knows i don't have a real good chance of winning but boy if they're going to give away 1.58 billion i'll at least you know throw in a few bucks and see what happens but could you imagine once you had the winning ticket because Adam, if I gave you a coin and said this coin is worth one point five eight billion, please take care of it. Wouldn't you? That would be your worst day ever. Oh, Can my you imagine? Goodness. You'd keep checking your pocket every six seconds. So, if you had the actual physical ticket, would you not? I mean, would that not be the most anxiety-oriented uh, day you'd ever had? I think I would. If if I knew I had that ticket, I would take my. Uh a family photo off the mantle. Uh, I would rip the picture out of the frame and discard <laughs> the picture of me and my family. And I would put the winning ticket in the picture frame and close it up uh, with the mat in the back and everything so that that thing was protected by the glass in the uh -huh. picture frame. See, there you go. You were um, actually hiding it. So you win that much money. Here's one thing I would do. I would buy out every seat at a Taylor Swift concert. Mm -hmm. And then I would sit in the 30th row in the middle with my arms crossed for the entire concert. And I'd be the only one in the arena <laughs> sitting there with my arms crossed. <laughs> that would be uh, newsworthy, wouldn't it? And then oh. I would, halfway through the second song, 
I would get up and leave. <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> but she'd have to play the whole three and a half hours. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't goodness, know if I'm good. She doesn't know if the paying customer is coming back. She can't stop the show. She she doesn't know. All right. Now you could either take the one point five eight billion uh, paid out in annual payments over twenty years, or a one time cash option. Uh, valued to be worth right around seven hundred and eighty-three million. Seven eighty-three. Most people, most people tend to take that uh, big stack of cash, the upfront money, and then you're saying to yourself, "Well, of course I'm going to start playing Mega Millions. I could be a seven hundred and eighty-three dollar millionaire, uh, or seven eighty-three times a million millionaire." Uh, you have a one in three hundred and two trillion chance of winning the jackpot in any drawing in mega millions so one in 302 trillion easy easy number to hit isn't it yeah and it's there's eight billion people on the planet so is are there that many people (laughs) buying that many tickets (laughs) uh yeah well actually i i just saw okay my problem i i juxtaposed the comma you you just raised a great point it's one in 302 million okay there we go oh, One okay. 302 Ooh. million million m but yes you raise a good point if you have five six seven eight billion people you have mega millions though uh some countries uh adam do not feature the mega millions <laughs> i think the small island nation of micronesia has discontinued their participation in the mega millions they they only have scratch-offs i think in, <laughs> they only have uh, yeah. scratches in micronesia <laughs> Uh, well, now we're talking a little bit about uh, how expensive uh, things are, and I kind of inadvertently put together a financial show without realizing it. But uh, the other little problem that's presenting itself here in our country is the used car market has a very limited number of cars. So even finding a car under $20,000 is extremely difficult. That That's that's not good that is not good well let me give you this is a bit of a shocker and when you put it in these terms you're like wow that's that's not good but if you say to yourself you know i don't really need an outrageous car i just need a car you know i'm getting groceries running errands um you know my life is low-key surely i could find a car ten thousand dollars or under only one percent of currently available used cars or ten thousand dollars and under only one percent that is a crazy statistic that, it is that's the used car market i mean if if yes. you are going to spend upwards of twenty thousand dollars for a used car you might as well buy a new one yeah uh, that's unbelievable yeah the official figure is only 12 percent of the current used car market has a price of under twenty thousand dollars <sighs> that is um knock on wood i'm hoping my car can make it that is a that is a sad day when you have a car that's paid for and you have no monthly payment and then it dies and you figure out okay i'm gonna have to get a monthly payment now every month for the next five or six years yeah and it's It's, you know uh, if you think all right i'll just get something that runs for five or six thousand dollars and now you're telling me those cars don't even exist anymore oh it's tough Yeah, it is tough. Here's kind of an interesting show that is coming up. Stand Up to Cancer is set with the lineup for this year's special. 
Uh, this year is how it started, how it's going. And this is kind of an interesting show. Stand Up to Cancer celebrates uh, Stand Up to Cancer's impact and progress over the past 15 years. And it will air. And I don't know if they've always done this or not, but kind of impressive. It's going to air over multiple platforms, including ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox. So all the major networks are involved in this. You can catch the special August 19th at 8 o'clock. Yeah, you know, I, I came across that story as well, and it, I, I was thinking about the writer's strike and the Hollywood strike and how these networks are probably happy that there's a, a two- or three-hour show that they can fill. Uh, and I, do you think that'd be on all those networks if the, if the strikes weren't going on? You know, that's actually a great point. You know, I didn't actually equate it to the strike, but it makes sense. We've mentioned before on this show that we don't know what the full impact will be. Uh, And obviously, it's going to be difficult to know which side you should come down on. Uh, But this writer's strike is going to profoundly affect uh, television and movies here in the not too distant future. They, uh, I just had a conversation at lunch today about uh, uh, the writer's strike and how some are fearing that AI will just write the scripts from now on. Some yeah. write, writers are thinking that. They're like, why would they meet our demands and pay us anything when you could just, uh, like, let's say you wanted to put on a show like Three's Company, you go into AI and say, write me a 22-minute episode about three people that live in in an apartment in Santa Monica, California in 1977. And within 10 seconds, you'll have a script for Three's Company. Yeah. No, that's, so, that's a, yeah, weird. it's a point. So, you know, technology, both good and bad on both sides of the fence. Uh, I thought it was kind of interesting that, uh, oh, and boy, his name just flew out of my head. His last name is Iger, the CEO of Disney. Bob has said that he is going to do everything he can to help facilitate the end of the strike because he said, you know, you take a company like Disney, they're very dependent on creativity across the board, whether it's their theme parks or movies. And all of a sudden, you know, it's like, hey, creativity is going to be a commodity soon and we need to get to the point where we're helping those people who need to get paid you know Mm -hmm. yeah yeah while he while the argument is that he makes too much money yes so maybe he's heard that he's like okay i'll take some of my money and help because i don't want the end result here to be that i get demoted so bad i have to buy a used car yeah it's not easy being a ceo or winning the lottery let me let me assure you of that but uh this uh stand up to cancer uh, lineup is pretty impressive. Uh, Jessica Beale, Don Cheadle, Elizabeth Banks, Julianne Moore, uh, Katie Couric, Tony Hale, Ken Jeong, Maria Menunos, Jimmy Smith, Eric Stone Street, and Justin Timberlake will all participate. And they will feature uh, previous shows featuring Jack Black, Brad Garrett, Bill Hader, John Hamm, Kevin Hart, Ed Helms. Melissa McCarthy and Matthew McConaughey. And once again, you should be able to catch this August 19th at eight o'clock. And Adam is absolutely accurate. Um, You know, part of the reason it's on the major networks is 
they're in need of entertainment and public service. I call it uh, Channel All of Them. So you can watch it August 19th on Channel All of Them. Channel All of Them. And we'll finish up, Adam, with some guys that set a new world record by driving a land cruiser 4.3 miles underwater. <laughs> I did not think you were going to end that sentence with the word underwater. Underwater. Yes, the vehicle was bought online for $5,000 and converted to an electric vehicle. They named it the Mud Crab, and it took 12 hours in shark-infested waters to make the trip, mainly due to the fact the car kept getting stuck. <laughs> How far uh, did it have to be completely submerged to count? It had to be completely submerged for it to count. You'll love this. Not only did it get stuck about a dozen times, uh, they had to navigate a, around a gas pipeline and they needed to change the drivers every 15 minutes because of the pressure at the depth they were driving. Well, that's the same amount of time it takes you to drive 4.3 miles in Southern California, 12 hours. So <laughs> yes. uh, that's a world record right there in itself. Uh, yes. Okay, so was the was the time or the distance the world record? 4.3 miles, the distance? You know, that's great. The, that's well put. I think it was the distance. Well, yeah, we'll, 4.3 miles. We'll go ahead and give him another world record for the most uh, being submerged underwater <laughs> in a car <laughs> for 12 hours. <laughs> The All driver right, had really wrinkly fingers. When Thank you so much for uh, for the information. Again, uh, you can help out the the friends, uh, our friends in Maui, uh, by searching out some links for yourself or, or looking at our on our website adamritzshow.com, and you can find the links in the liner notes of this show. Thank you. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live in studio at the Vibonomics Worldwide Headquarters. Learn more about the Vibonomics Audio Out of Home Marketplace at vibonomics.com. For information on this broadcast, including past on-demand episodes, interview submissions, and syndication contacts, visit adamritzshow.com. 